At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the 2022 v Draft BetCast, presented by DraftKings, live from Las Vegas, with former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, Super Bowl champion Sean King, first-round pick Mike Pritchard, betting analysts Tim Murray, Femi Abebefe, and Matt Brown. Here is Gil Alexander. Back on the v Draft BetCast, 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and we are a little more than halfway through the first round now of the 2022 NFL draft. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Mike Pritchard, Kelly Bidlin here uh, at the South Point. Uh, the last couple picks, Jahan Dotson at Penn State uh, from Penn State goes to Washington at 16. Zion Johnson, the offensive guard from uh, Boston College, he goes to the L.A. Chargers at 17. And then at 18, Matt, now this... <laughs> Is a trade. So we heard the rumors of these big name wide receivers that wanted out of town because the they wanted the contract extensions and the teams didn't want to give it to them. Well, one of those wide receivers is on the move. AJ Brown has been traded from the Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles for pick number 18 and pick number 101. So now the Titans are on the clock. And also the Eagles have Devontae Smith and uh and uh, A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. And again, if you're a fan of an NFC East team, specifically Washington or Dallas, and you're looking at what the Giants and the Eagles are doing tonight, you are not happy. They are having themselves a night in New York and Philadelphia. And I just want to contrast Mike Pritchard. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring you in because you're the wide receiver. Uh, I want to contrast these two trades. We just talked about Hollywood Brown. Right. Uh, the Cardinals traded the 23rd pick in the draft and the 100th, which is a fourth round pick mm-hmm. to get Marquise Hollywood Brown, who last I checked was not an elite NFL wide receiver. Philly turns around and makes a trade, the 18th pick in the draft and a third rounder for AJ Brown. That right there is a trade worth making. Absolutely. Um, the the first one, Marquise Brown. I mean, it's position specific or system specific too. I mean, when you watch the Cardinals, it's Kyler Murray in, in that, that air raid, right? Uh, but they still are system dominated. They're dominated by the fact that they don't have playmakers. It's it's the system that's going to get guys open. Uh, Michael Lombardi talked about that too before when you have DeAndre Hopkins, a guy like that who's always covered. Yeah. But now Brown, he does bring a little nuance to the fact that he knows his system and maybe that's going to make Kyler Murray happier or, or settle down out there. But it's a horrible trade, though, for it what is. they gave up for that guy. I believe so. Well, we'll find out what, they, so, uh, what, what Baltimore ends up taking it. Cash the ticket, boys. Trailing Burks. 
to the Titans. That is six. It is six. wide receivers. Well, I have this. I have over six plus one forty. Well, it's happening. So it's a free roll from here. You're, it's happening. Yeah. You need not worry. Traylon Burks of Arkansas goes to the Tennessee Titans at eighteen. They trade a wideout. They draft a wideout. <laughs> the sixth in eighteen picks. One third of the draft thus far wide receivers, and this is what we talked about all of the weeks running up on a numbers game and throughout the network, which is Daniel Jeremiah's North Star of you're seeing middling wideouts in the NFL getting $10 million a year. I'm talking about you, Christian Kirk. I'm talking about you, Zay Jones. Uh, and that is, that's beside, you know, the fact that the elite wide receivers are commanding $30 million a year. And so it has never been more important to get wide receivers on rookie deals so that the teams can have cost control of these guys. And that is what we are seeing. Well, think about the message that the Tennessee Titans just sent too. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to pay you that money. We don't think we are going to be able to pay you that money. At least we don't want to. We'll just go draft another receiver. Mm -hmm. So that attitude, I wonder how that permeates throughout the league. Will other teams kind of adopt that? That's a great point because it really does sort of send the message. Mm -hmm. You think you're great. You're not as great as we deem you in our salary cap structure. Right. We can't fit you in. Uh, and we saw, you know, we saw with the Tyreek Hill situation with the Chiefs. The Chiefs had no choice in the end. Mm-hmm. Had no choice. And so uh, they found a taker in Miami. But that, that is, we'll see if it has ripple effects. And, and here's where we find out if, if these teams care at all about quarterbacks. Because the Saints are on the clock. They have the choice of everyone. The Steelers are next. The Steelers are next. So uh, this is this is where we find out if these guys like any of these quarterbacks at all, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is it. So okay. Saints obvious need at least at some point. I mean, you you could sit, you could you you could sit behind if you truly believe that none of these guys are ready to play from day one. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're showing guys with AJ Brown Titans jerseys <laughs> out there. Well, that was a good jersey while it lasted. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, Titans making the move. And you you pointed this out. Oh, there it is. What AJ Brown four year hundred million yeah. extension fifty seven guaranteed. So the, there it is. <laughs> the uh, the that's what happens here. And so the Eagles willing to pay mm-hmm. his price, whereas the Titans were not. And you said this. Uh, you said this off air, Mike, which is. Debo, nothing yet, mm-hmm. and the Niners are saying publicly, "We're not trading him." Right? You right. think they follow? You think they stay true to that? They're going to have to pay him. Uh, I mean, he's going into the final year of his contract. It's either pay him or franchise tag him. If you franchise tag him, what is that going to cost you? Debo's not going to be happy with a franchise tag with the amount of production he's uh, displayed right now, and certainly his usage. He's kind of concerned with that. They're going to have to pay him. I, I think, from a franchise standpoint, why would you franchise tag a receiver right now? Uh, and Debo is trying to accelerate that thought process by demanding a trade. Uh, I, I think his financials, it makes total financial sense uh, for Debo Samuel to do this. Now it's up to the 49ers what they're going to do next. But uh, I, I think Debo has the leverage to kind of demand a trade and get the money that he wants. I mean, you're, you're seeing these guys, he's got the same agent as A.J. Brown, too. So yeah. you're seeing these guys I was gonna get say, these he contracts. Just set the market here for, for Terry McLaurin, for Debo. I mean, like, you know, it's like, now it's a minimum $100 million mm-hmm. for, for those guys and 50-something guaranteed, right? Right. Let's kick it to uh, the new crew over at Circa. They are the host of the Nightcap each and every night, which starts right about this time. Uh, it's Tim Murray and Sean King. Gentlemen, uh, I'll, I'll just sort of give it open-ended to you. Your biggest reactions, your biggest headlines thus far tonight. Tim, take it away. 
Well, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, these trades have kind of thrown a wrinkle into into everything, Sean. But I will say this. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks, and I know the guys there at Primetime Action just mentioned it, too. We're at pick 18 and already six wide receivers off the board. We've seen that run. There was a thought maybe Traylon Burks falls a little bit. Jahan Dotson at one point was thought as a fringe first-round picks. Six wide receivers gone by 18. A third of this draft is already wide receivers. So if you lock that in early, uh, that's an that's an easy, easy payday. Uh, and uh, we'll see if uh, the over six and a half where it ultimately moved to. So, you know, that's my early impression. We'll get to the trades and all of that. But Jahan Dotson to Washington, I thought that was a bit of a reach. Yeah, it's simply because I think he's only going to be a slot receiver, especially early in his National Football League career. But here's what's happening. The NFL is a reactionary league. They've seen the success that Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, these type of players have had over the last couple drafts. The market has adjusted. It costs to have a big-time guy at wide receiver. And so what teams think they can do now, instead of paying an established guy like A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, we can trade them and replace them with something that's cheaper. Mm -hmm. I think the part where they better be careful, A.J. Brown's a heck of a football player. Now, I love Trey Burks, and I think he's going to be a good player, but for a team like Tennessee that's in win-now mode, that thinks they're a potential Super Bowl contender, that's a lot of pressure to put on Traylon Burks right out of the gate. Yeah, there's no doubt, and uh, we'll kick it back to the fellas here in just a second. It's going to be really interesting to see these next two picks, Sean. Do we see our first quarterbacks go off the board? 19 and 20, a lot of mocks out there, guys. Had these as potential landing spots for quarterbacks. New Orleans at 19, Pittsburgh at 20. We'll see if we see Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. Are we going to see a quarterback here in the next couple of picks? Well, we've already made history tonight. First five picks in the draft were defense. That has never happened since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 until now, 52 years of NFL, making that 53 years of NFL drafts. Uh, and so that was the sort of historical anomaly at the top. And now, really, I, I, we should probably find out when was the latest that a quarterback was ever drafted because we are, we're starting to drift into that mode if we skip these next two. It ain't going to be 19. <laughs> that, is, that is for sure. They are, Saints are taking Trevor Penning. Saints have made their move. Trevor, Trevor Penning? They Trevor took? Penning, yeah. All right. So the Saints have made their pick as well, and that will not be quarterback. So so here it is. I mean, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? right? Yeah. I mean, like, this is it. it, it they, have been, they have been linked to Malik Willis from day one. This is, I mean, this is it, right? If, if we're going to find out if they're really where we're, when everyone's saying. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
that none of these quarterbacks would have had a first round grade in any other year or whatever. Mm-hmm. We are really about to find out right here. Yeah, and the Saints, remember, the Saints drafted Chris Olave by trade earlier. Now they've gone offensive line, so the Saints went offense-offense at 11-19, and 19, as it turns out. Remember, the Saints traded up from 16 to get to 11 with Washington. Uh, I agree with what Tim said about Jahan Dotson going to Washington at 16. I am not thrilled about that of all the wideouts they had at their fingertips, but they end up with Jahan Dotson from Penn State. So now it is 20 after the drafting of Trevor Penning by the Saints at 19. Now it is 20, and it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is really where, listen, last year the Steelers sort of called their shot. Everybody agreed last year, consensus-wise, leading up to the draft, that 24 was going to be Najee Harris. The Steelers sort of telegraphed that pass that it was going to be a running back. As much as the, the Packers are linked to having to draft a wide receiver coming up at either uh, 22 or at 28, one would think that the Steelers are as tied to a quarterback as any. Yeah. Yeah. And if so, what are you thinking? Malik Willis? It's, that is everything that has been said. I mean, everything that's been said, everything that's been tied. Yeah. The whole thing was we wanted a quarterback that wasn't, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. He's the guy that's not Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, it, it, everything points in that direction. So I totally expect this. Not me. Willis. Like, <laughs> to me, though, but, and this is this is – the headline of this draft is we finally ran into a quarterback crop that wasn't good enough to trade up for mm-hmm. finally yeah. in 2022 next year, different story. And a lot of these teams are going to uh, play their cards that way and wait till next year to draft a quarterback. But we'll see if the Steelers do next at 20. It is the Vison draft Betcast coming right back. This is the 2022 v Draft BetCast, presented by DraftKings. Live in Las Vegas from the South Point Resort and Casino and the Circa Resort and Casino, here is Gil Alexander. Back on the Draft BetCast at v it is Gil, Matt, and Mike Pritchard, right here with Kelly Bidlin from the South Point Hotel Casino. Sean King and Tim Murray standing by at Circa. And so, a quarterback does go to 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it just might not be the one you were thinking. It's Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh at 20. That is uh <laughs> that is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it was it was one of those things where I guess it was draft upside or draft a guy that you feel like maybe can come in and start from right. from day one or at least put push Mitch Trubisky as far as, you know, as far as who's gonna start or something like that. I mean Pretty interesting. I thought they'd have gone upside, like use use Trubisky as a bridge quarterback for a year or something like that. But I guess that's not what not what they chose to do. Well, the thought process early on was the fact that he was in the building already, mm-hmm. playing at the University of Pittsburgh, and uh, you know relationships mean a lot in the National mm-hmm. Football League. You can interview all you want. Uh, he's right there. Uh, he's played in that city too. So, uh, like I said earlier, that division is all about culture. Uh, and if you think about Pittsburgh, that town, that city, you know, how they embrace their sports. I mean, Pickett makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. But everything we heard from the media standpoint was was is going to be Willis because of a mobile quarterback. But Pickett has shown the ability to escape the pocket and run as well. You're not worried about his hand size either because he just played in that stadium for his uh, college right. career. From eight and a right. half to eight and five <laughs> eighths. Hey. He worked it out. Right. Gave he did. Eighth of an inch somehow. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, it, it's you, you sit here and you look at this now. And 
I think we might still be live for three quarterbacks because someone is going to take Willis for sure. I will take that push. Give me that. We're we're looking now. Remember, the team that traded back down to 32 Mm -hmm. is the Vikings, who I think would be open to because they got 34 as well. So, like, them, like, them trading out of 32, they have 34 already, right? So someone wanting that fifth-year option for one of those quarterbacks, right? I mean, they're picking at 34 anyway. So, so getting out of 32 isn't really that big Let me of ask deal. you guys a question. So you trade A.J. Brown. Um, offensively, you got a re- rookie re- receiver. Sean uh, King talked about this. But uh, when, you th- when you think about what Tennessee is going through, the pressure, like are they – hinting to us that they're going to start over. Like, not start all over, but kind of rebuild. Because eventually you're going to move on from Tannehill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, can Tennessee that's a great be, point. And, it feels uh, like it. It kind of does, right? Yeah. When you trade away a star player like that, uh, your plan didn't work last year because of injuries. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Uh, you went for it. You lost in the playoffs in dramatic fashion. <laughs> so it, it kind of feels like maybe Vrabel and, and the brass there with Tennessee – uh, so like, let's let's go. Let's have a different approach. Here. Yeah. Let's come up with a different and plan. They've got to pick at twenty six. I thought. I mean, I had an eight to one on them to take a quarterback with their first pick. That didn't. Uh, that didn't play out. But I think they're very live at twenty six. New England at this pa- point. New England Patriots on the clock at twenty one. Um, since two thousand, consider this. Uh, Bill Belichick's first year as a coach, by the way, in two thousand, and de facto GM. The Patriots have made eighty three trades during the draft. That's an average of 3.77 trades each year. The team with the second most trades in that same period, and they've added to that today, the Eagles, who came into this draft only with 64 by comparison. The Eagles have uh, stepped that up to 65, though, uh, after uh, tonight thus far. Uh, we sent it over to Circa Tim Murray and Sean King. Uh, just get their reaction to Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. Sean, specifically, I know you had Sam Howell as your favorite quarterback. You played a little quarterback in this league, so you know of what you, know of what you speak, sir. I do, and uh, it's going to be interesting how this plays out for Pittsburgh because on the surface, when you say Pittsburgh Steelers, you think stability, mm-hmm. consistency. Yet the offensive coordinator position has not really been a stable, consistent position. And I think a lot of this success is going to depend upon Matt Canada, and in year two, does he instill confidence that he can get the job done? Uh, he was hired last year, got a lot of criticism from the Pittsburgh faithful, I think from some people within the building Ultimately, the Rooney family and Coach Tomlin decided to stick with Matt Canada. But Kenny Pickett, to succeed, in my opinion, needs consistency. He had a tremendous 2021, 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, ACC Player of the Year. But that was in the third year of being in Mark Whipple's system. That was in the fifth year at the University of Pittsburgh. Just to bring some context on how much of an outlier this 42-touchdown, 4,300-yard season was, He'd never thrown more than 13 touchdowns in a year leading up to that, and he only had 36 total touchdown passes in the full four years as starter at Pitt before that. So what that tells me is Pickett is a guy to really excel, needs to be comfortable, needs to have the same system, needs to be surrounded with the same verbiage, talking the same language, and once he really gets comfortable in that system, then he can flourish. So I like the situation in Pittsburgh because of Mitch Trubisky. Pickett will not be forced and pushed to play immediately. I don't like the situation in Pittsburgh because if Mr. Trubisky has not gotten better than the last time we saw him in Chicago, then they will be calling for Kenny Pickett right out of the gate. Well, and those tiny hands, too, <laughs> in the cold weather, is it going to hold up and, in the and, AFC and, North? And let me put some context on that. 
he did not fumble the ball as a quarterback in college. So all hand size measures is basically the length of your fingers. Do you have long fingers? Like what's what's the from from your wrist to the end of your fingers? But you can have smaller hands and have strong hands. Like for those that have been in the South, you got that one uncle. He comes to the cookout. <laughs> if he smacks you on the back to say, "Hey, good to see," you, he knocks all the wind out of you. And you know, so when you look at wasn't an didn't have an impact on Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. No, he was not a perennial turnover machine. He didn't have a whole bunch of lost fumbles. So I think that's much to do about nothing because on the field, he hasn't demonstrated that that's a liability. Well, and a couple weeks ago, guys, I gave out on the show Kenny Pickett first quarterback. I thought it was dead. I thought there was no chance this was cashing. Uh, Sometimes you get lucky uh, and things fall your way. So we'll uh, we'll take it. And uh, by the way, as you guys were mentioning it, uh, the New England Patriots, uh, how many times, guys, have they traded back? Well, plus one because they're moving on back. Back to you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, that's why I bring it up. And sure enough, mm-hmm. New England does the New England thing. Happy trade day, New England Patriots fans. <laughs> that is their 84th trade in the NFL draft since the year 2000. 84 trades in 23 years. I mean, <laughs> you know, when you're a front runner like New England has been, like, what's the point? I mean, they haven't really drafted all that well in the first round. Uh, when you think about not a, not a staple of their success. Yeah, yeah, not a staple of their success. So, I mean, uh, it's a track record, but it's it's part of their process, though. Interestingly, so. the, the team they traded with mm-hmm. is the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs so, now. So here it comes. Is this a, you know, is this one of those deals where they looked around and said, if we sit around and wait, we're not going to get a receiver. Right. Like, you know, we're not going to get anyone. We're not going to get the person we want because you still have Green Bay coming up. Mm-hmm. You assume they're taking someone, so uh, maybe this is who, it. Who are you thinking, Pickens? Who are you thinking here? I think they gotta. I, I, I think they gotta look at someone like that. You know, I mean, it's the pick is in already. They didn't hesitate after the trade, so we're about to find out who that is. I really let me just say, I really appreciate teams that uh, aggressively, especially after trades. Right, mm-hmm. trades you could you can count on it. Um, but Detroit set the mood with the second pick today when they they sprinted to pick Aiden Hutchinson uh, after the Jaguars went Trayvon Walker, which seems like it was a, a day ago at this point. Uh, but the Chiefs pick is in. We'll find out which way they go. But it just, you know, again, Packers are 22. Yeah. They traded up to 21. They knew the it Packers. points yeah. to wide receiver. They knew the Packers like, yeah. have to go wide out. Yeah. Packers do have 22 and 28. Chiefs had two picks. Uh, at 29 and 30, they've traded one of those to move ahead of the Packers. It's a little gamesmanship here. They're playing the game correctly. So you got to think it's a wideout. Yeah, it looks like it's 29, 94, and 121. 29, 94, and 121 for the 21st pick, and that is vintage Bill Belichick. He got oh, it yeah. done again with their 84th day. So we'll see. Um, this, If it is a wideout, would cash everybody's mm-hmm. over on the wideout prop. By the way, Kenny Pickett's go to the Steelers was three to one for those who cashed that. He was also the first quarterback selected. So people who drafted uh, who uh, bet that that cashed as well. Sorry, Malik Willis people out there. Uh, but if this is the seventh wideout, then a bunch of us who have the over six, I got the over six at plus one forty about a month ago at stations. Uh, so I'm looking forward to cashing that, and then I can sort of turn my attention to the quarterbacks and desperately try to push oh it well, by your face not, i'm guessing it's not a wide not out. sure they needed to trade up to get trent mcduffie but they wow. have traded up to take they took trent mcduffie wow 
with the 21st overall pick. <laughs> Your face. Oh, oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I just didn't think they would have to trade right. trade up to, to, to get him. But, hey, you know. That's there the it is. they make. Yeah. So the Kansas City Chiefs go Trent Duffy uh, with the 21st pick in the draft. And so uh, the Chiefs obviously completely, you know, saying to themselves at that point, well, uh, we feel like we needed to trade up to get, to get uh, these the cornerback out of Washington, Trent McDuffie, who becomes the third cornerback to be picked. Remember, at three, it was Derek Stingley to Houston. At four, it was Ahmad Sauce Gardner to the Jets. And so I guess they figured, let's do this now. That's 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 interesting because, yeah. I mean, again, you, you don't think Green Bay was going in that direction. You probably don't think Baltimore was going. I don't know. Interesting. But like you said, high high octane offenses in that division. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong drafting defense and drafting corner. And that, in fact, is what they decided to do in Kansas City. We'll come back. 23rd pick uh, right now with the, well, at 23, got to sift through everything. This was Arizona's. Not anymore. It's Baltimore's pick, correct? That's next right here on the DraftCast. This is the 2022 v Draft BetCast, presented by DraftKings. Live in Las Vegas from the South Point Resort and Casino and the Circa Resort and Casino, here is Gil Alexander. The v Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything v has to offer from now to the end of July, the next few months. Filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers, they'll have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT's best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil with all the Stanley Cup playoff breakdowns and bets. Lots of NFL preseason coverage. Where does it end? Golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, tennis. Can I throw that in? If you want the full Visa experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, Cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Mike Pritchard, Kelly Bidlin over here at Circa. I, uh, I skipped ahead one pick. Pardon me on that. So we were here last 21. Kansas City traded up to draft Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. And then at 22, it was Green Bay's first pick. And we're thinking, well, it's got to be a wide receiver, uh, though they do have 28 still to come. Nope. Quay Walker, Georgia linebacker. Quay Walker. And then now the Bills have moved up to 23 and gave the Ravens 25 and 130. So the Bills are on the clock. Let's go over to Circa because I know Tim Murray and uh, Sean King have something to say about Quay Walker going to the Packers. Gentlemen, what about that? Wonderful pick. I mean, I, if I, Brian Gutekunst, you are a wonderful oh. human. A brilliant mind, and uh, I mean, I don't know if he, he doesn't have to play a snap in in uh, Green Bay. Sixteen to one first linebacker taken. Quay Walker opened thirty nine and a half and closed at some spots as low as twenty and a half. And uh, hopefully, you got in early. Uh, Quay Walker, though, as the player, though, I know you're a big Devin Lloyd guy, uh-huh. but Quay Walker going to Green Bay. Long, rangy linebacker. I know the Green Bay Packer fans are saying, well, what about linebacker? Or what about wide receiver? Maybe Christian Walker at 28, or Christian Watson at 28, but what do you think about this play for, for Green Bay? Well, first of all, excellent call by you. 16-1, to 1, you got uh, Quay Walker. I mean, that's tremendous. And I think what you saw happen was because the individual statistics on this Georgia defense were not spectacular, people didn't 
dig as deep into how talented the individual pieces of this defense are. That's why Trayvon Walker seems to come from nowhere and become the first pick in the draft. That's why a Quay Walker could shoot up the draft boards and be selected in the 20s. Like These guys were really good. When you break them down individually, they're all super talented. In Quay, you're getting a long, linear athlete, can play in space, physical at the point of attack. I think it's a good job by the Green Bay Packers. I will say this. Middle of the season next year, people are going to look back at the first round of this draft, and they're going to say, how in the heck did Devin Lloyd and Jermaine Johnson fall to the end of the first round? Because those are two elite football players that are going to make an instant impact. So right now I'm looking at those two guys uh, as people who have fallen, who people are going to look back next year and say, wow, what were the teams thinking? Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, it's interesting to see the drop. You know, guys, before we send it back to you, I haven't seen on Twitter uh, what Buffalo has done. Uh, I, they just showed my bets. I have no running back to go in the first round. Buffalo was the thought they could be the running back spot. Yeah, I don't know if you trade up for running back. I haven't seen yet. I know Matt Brown's got the magic computer over there, so he might have seen who Buffalo's going with yeah. here. But, <laughs> We're uh, safe. But no, I, I have the same bet as you, my friend. We're Woo! safe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I, I was, safe. you know, it's we funny, guys. The thought, the funny part was, uh, people were like, "But Brandon being so analytical, he's not going running back in the first round." So good, to, good to know we're safe here. Do you know who the Bills have? I picks? do. I do. Uh, and Kelly is going to be very glad about this one over there, my friend. Let's go, Kyrie Elam. Kyrie Elam at twenty three. Kelly with the big few from few different big tickets on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What'd you have? What props did you have on him? Plus one fifty to just go. I, I hit him to go in the first round multiple times. So plus one fifty, and then a bunch of numbers down from there. Plus one twenty five. I had him at even money. So yeah, that was a big bet for me tonight. That was good. I think Sean hit on. We were talking about like who who really slid in this draft, and and up until now, I don't know that we really did have anybody slide dramatically. Jermaine Johnson might be that guy. I had the under 11 and a half on him. Yeah. Because they're all of the steam was that yeah. he, he could like get into the top six, seven, something right. like that. You know, that all, everybody was falling in love with him. And yeah, this is where we see, you know, sliding all the way down here to all the way to 24 at this mm-hmm. point, 24 at this point, my goodness, 24. And we're still sitting on six. Remember we had six wide outs through 18. Uh, that was uh, a third of the draft at that point. Now it's a quarter of the draft. We're still sitting at six. Well, almost six here as we get to uh, where are we right now? We're at 24. So this would be three quarters of the way through the draft. It is the Dallas Cowboys at 24 and their first pick in this draft after a draft that has featured the Giants and Eagles just killing it. Eagles via trade as well. Uh, and so Dallas at 24 here. And it'll be very interesting to see what Jerry Jones and company do. Yeah, I mean, you think about wide receiver right now for any other picks, uh, if you're looking for that over six uh, situation. Uh, you know, Watson, Pickens, uh, Sky Moore, those guys are second-round grade kind of players, but yet because of the run on receiver, you can see these teams in the bottom half of the first round uh, take a flyer at one of these guys, especially with the guy, with the teams with the multiple picks there. Matt, we're at the point where we had so many bets, or I had so many, I know you had so many, that, like, I'm, I'm thinking, did I have a – a really, really good draft? Did I have a, you know, solid draft? Like, I haven't done the accounting because we're yeah. doing a show, but I'm not sure. The Derek Stingley thing at three saved me. Stingley was nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been doing, I don't, you know, I'll have to go in and see the the exact dollar figure, but one, one more than I lost, which is good. 
Winning more than you lose is good. Oh, I, I have lost more than I've won, but the Stingley and Elam is, I think, <laughs> oh, like you're talking about, yeah. Gil, has me has me above even at least. The, the, the under on running backs, again, seems safe now. Uh, Buffalo being the only team out there that was even remotely tied to taking a running back in the first round, so that one feels safe anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is interesting for the Cowboys because they – you know, used to be thought of as this power offensive line, right? Mm -hmm. And that just has not been the case for this team for the last several years. Dak Prescott has actually been under pressure, you know, way more than I think most people even realize. And so I don't, you know, but, but is there anybody left that they feel like they'd want to, they'd want to take at this, at this point from an offensive line standpoint? Well, that's the only question. Mike, you were going to say, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say Jerry Jones was rumored or Dallas Cowboys was rumored about wanting to trade up. And we heard, we heard those reports, but uh, like Matt was talking about, it doesn't feel like there's a plug and play player out there outside of certain positions. So, but the Cowboys, again, I hate the mocks because of a need standpoint, uh, best player available. I mean, you do have some, a couple of linebackers out there if they wanted to do that and, and use Micah Parsons differently. Yeah. And certainly stay healthy that way with Micah Parsons. You, they true. could do that. Uh, the corners are going off the board, and we saw that. Our fourth cornerback. Right, Elam, right. Yeah. And cashing tickets that way. But, yeah, it's, it's anybody's guess right now with Dallas. It was the Trey. We had Trey Wingo on primetime action a, a few weeks back. And what was his line? It's it's The NFL is now the guy who throws the football, the guy who catches the football from the guy who throws the football, the guy who covers the guy who mm -hmm. catches the football from the guy who throws the football, the guy who protects the guy who throws the football, and the guy who, quite frankly, rushes and tries to kill the guy who throws the football. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that all of that is manifesting with the exception of the guy who actually throws the football. All those other periphery ones are coming true. Six wideouts so far, four cornerbacks. Uh, how many? We have multiple offensive linemen already, obviously edge rushers as well. So all of the other positions have come home, but this quarterback just so far one quarterback in Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. We'll see if Malik Willis, Matt Corral, uh, let alone any other quarterback like Sam Howell goes off the board. So Dallas is on the clock now and they are pondering where they're going with this uh, with pick number 24 in this draft. And so, you know, really that's sort of, you know, the headlines is, as we're thinking about it, is the five defensive players at the top here, which has never happened before since the merger. Um, and how I, I, you know, it's funny because when we, when we're talking about how our bets have done in many ways, the pick of Derek Stingley at three, which was the boon for some of us ended up precipitating a chain of events that ended up giving some of that back. So the jets, with Derek Stingley off the board, felt the need. One would think, well, we got to draft Sauce here at four and wait to see who we draft at 10. And then the Giants must have felt, well, we have 7-2. Why would we take an offensive lineman when we'll get one of the guys at the top at seven? So let's grab Thibodeau there. So it became this thing where then we lost the Thibodeau bets of under four and a half. And... Um, and the Giants, for me, in my case, picking an offensive player at the number five. So interesting betting from that standpoint, how the great thing for us might have caused some, some hurt afterwards financially, if that makes any sense, based on how the draft played out. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's um, again, I need, 
I, I need at this point. I'm only sweating running backs and quarterbacks. I mean, that's what's that's, your running back. You went over under under. No, so I just, just no want, running back. You just, just want Brees Hall not to be so drafted. no running back in the first round. I need yeah. the over on uh on quarterbacks. All the other bets now. For Did me, you go? You go two and a half on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So you laid a pretty penny on that. Well, I got it when it first hits, like one fifty five. Yeah. All right. Cowboys on the clock. Dusk settling in in Las Vegas. I think the wind died down out there. People uh, are pretty good. A couple live shots of the strip. It is. It's a party out there. Oh, it's a party. I'm sure it is. We'll find out who Dallas drafted. Will it be Jermaine Johnson? Mel Kuyper's best available left anyway. That's next, right here on the Betcast at Visa. This is the 2022 v Draft BetCast, presented by DraftKings. Live in Las Vegas from the South Point Resort and Casino and the Circa Resort and Casino, here is Gil Alexander. All right, the Cowboys pick is in at 24, and they go offensive line. Tyler Smith from Tulsa, 6'4", 324 pounds. Cowboys go offensive line. Cowboys have a good modern history of drafting offensive linemen, so they're hoping to uh, have it strike lightning again as protection here for uh, for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboy offense. And so they, yeah. they get protection for yeah. Dak. I mean, that's one of those things you're saying. Like, they've always prided themselves for the longest time on having a an offensive line, a very good offensive line. It hasn't been the case for the last few years, so it doesn't surprise me at all that they do that. What that takes us to now is 14 offensive players to 10 defensive players through 24 picks. 14 to 10, which brings the Baltimore Ravens back up to uh, on the clock uh, at 25. Remember, this is uh, via trade. So they're at 25. Baltimore earlier uh, went with uh, went with the safety, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame at 14. So we'll see what Baltimore comes up with here at 25. We'll get the reaction over at Circa. Bring in Tim Murray and Sean King. Cowboys go offensive line, gentlemen. Some interesting picks to come. Not only Baltimore, but Tennessee lurks at 26. And I wonder if that... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. That's a quarterback. I mean, I knew Jerry Jones. He's just a smart guy. You know, smart guy would go Tim right, had Gil? Under on oh, Gil Tyler. knows. No, oh, Gil, Gil had me on the other I day. Mean, you're said, in full peacock mode. Why are you why? behaving like this in front of company? Well, I went on Gil's show. You know how nervous I was, Sean? I went on Gil's show. You know, Jeff Parles gives me the last second thing. I'm like, I'm going 
Gil's inviting me on beating the book. I got to give out a winner here. And uh, thankfully, Jerry Jones, my man, getting Tyler Smith home. It, it was never in doubt. That's why I call you the ginger genius. I mean, come on. You now can handle need, the pressure. And the Cowboys, I was a little nervous about them maybe drafting Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, but then passing on that. We'll see if he continues to slide, as, as that was some of the smoke uh, late in the uh, in the draft process, I went over on twenty seven and a half. But let's let's just look. It at, filled a need for Dallas. Yeah, let's After look at Lyle this. Collins and um, did one of the guys retire on the offensive line there? So the only thing that scares me, and I've he's gotta, more developmental. I've got to research this. The guys from that Art Briles college system, the offensive linemen, I don't think they've panned out great in the National Football League. So it'll be interesting because Tulsa runs the the same system as Art. You know, they all came up under art there in that tree. It'll be interesting. Six, four and a half, three twenty-four, young, twenty-one years old. Uh, so this is a situation I imagine, Sean, uh, where the Cowboys. You know, this is another one of those guys where he was getting a lot of late buzz, right? A lot of a lot of late talk was. You know, they love the power that he brings, the tenacity, mm-hmm. uh, and and I don't know if he is a plug and play type of uh, left tackle right now. Uh, left tackle, you got Tyron Smith, a little aging. Uh, but then maybe on the right side you go where he's uh, Terrence Steele right now, as you mentioned, Leo Collins. So maybe he goes to the right side. Uh, we'll see ultimately what they do. Big dude. Uh, but everything you hear about Tyron Smith, and you know, I heard Todd McShay, I think it was last week, say that he didn't have a second ground grade on him, but everyone in the league that he had talked to felt like he was going top 32, and ultimately he lands here to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, real quick, Good draft to be a big fella, man. And, and D lineman and O lineman have gone where we have picked 20, 24. Four? I mean, what has it been? We've got to be around 10, right? Maybe even more than that. Uh, offensive tackles, that is the. No, just offensive linemen and D lineman. I mean, it's been quite a few. First five. Well, that's seven offensive yeah. linemen. I believe the over under was seven and a half. So wow. we'll see if another. Uh, and you got goes Jermaine here. Johnson still sitting there. So, I cannot understand and clearly there's, why he hasn't been selected. Because, and Matt alluded to this. There was a lot of buzz on Jermaine Johnson. It was the Jets like him. There was buzz heading into today that he could go as high as number four to the Jets, that they liked him more than Kayvon Thibodeau, and he's still out there. So clearly there's something floating around about the past of Jermaine Johnson or injury concerns, whatever it may be. Uh, And another guy that you liked and Bruce Feldman had uh, in his mock draft just talking to people was Devin Lloyd. He's still available here at 25. I don't know. It, I think Baltimore, this would be a great pick for them. I heard early on in the process, even at 14, they were thinking maybe Devin Lloyd. I think this would be, if they finish, if they get Lloyd and Hamilton, that's a pretty solid draft if you're able to get that. And you traded away Hollywood Brown. This is the pick they have for Hollywood Brown here. It's amazing how the good organizations just right? generally get it right. You know, they don't over-select. They don't panic. They kind of just understand the market, and they're right there, you know, to take advantage of any margin that they see available. So uh, have we gotten the Ravens pick yet? Is it in? Uh, we don't have it just yet. Uh, we'll throw it back to Matt. And, this is so fascinating. And the just magic on a little computer. Si- side What's before that? we throw it back. All the television platforms are trying to extend the draft, and all the teams are trying to get the selection. <laughs> uh, looks like it, it looks it, like it has really been the team. Yeah, it looks like the peacock feathers are going to fall a little bit because I believe the Ravens are going with Tyler Linderbaum here, uh, the center out of Iowa. 
Tyler Linderbaum, and believe that is in fact what they are doing. And by the way, that is so true. What Sean is saying that the teams are are, are drafting briskly, and then uh, they're so far behind at the same same time on the broadcast. And by the way, Tim, the name of the show is a numbers game, not beating the book. Can we get that straight? Also, uh, sorry, it's your Twitter handle. I know. I, you know, you no, got sorry. a lot. You got like seven <laughs> shows. You got a Twitter handle. I, I you know, I got a lot I going know. on over there, Gil. I know. Just mad about uh, Linderbaum. I, see, this is what happens. You get all see, Sean, <laughs> you get all happy, and then and then the Ravens, you know, are going to select a center. I mean, come on, Ravens, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, they go safety first with Kyle Hamilton, and now Tyler Linderbaum goes to the Ravens at twenty-five. And we're getting to the business end of the first round now with seven picks to go. And what I mean by that is, will we see a seventh wide receiver? Will we see a second and third quarterback? Will we see one running back? Will we see a second safety? And with the Tennessee Titans up right now oh, at 26. Don't say man, it. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. Don't will we, say it. Will we see a second, oh, second quarterback? Uh, no? <laughs> no, I'm just saying don't say it because that's uh, – we Kelly and I had fat tickets on on the Titans to take a quarterback with their first pick, and then they traded up. And, oh, and then the whole, I see this, what you're this, saying. This, this was, this was – if, if the draft had played out – Without them moving up, then this uh, was this would this was the ideal scenario for this to play out here, and uh, I'm afraid it's. I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm afraid it's going to happen, and I'm going to be my eight to one ticket is still dead. Doesn't you're going to be tilted because yeah. they had picked earlier and not a quarterback. Oh, is yeah. what you're saying? It, it's yeah. definitely happening. There, there's no <laughs> doubt it's happening. It is absolutely <laughs> happening. Me and you are both going to be very upset. I know. I know. Well, I mean, is this the spot? You know, Mike, we were talking about this off air too. You you, you feel for a kid well, like never mind, it's not. It's not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <was quick. laughs> the, the Jets have traded into twenty six. Oh, so the Jets are at twenty six now. The Jets gonna make a third selection in the first round. Remember, wow. the Jets had four coming into the draft, four picks in the top thirty eight. They went Sauce Gardner at four. Uh, the cornerback from Cincinnati, they go Garrett Wilson at 10 wide out from Ohio state. And now they trade in to 26 as the jets look to turn a great night into an even greater yeah, this one. This is interesting because yeah, I don't know where they could go. Right. The edge guy from yeah, Florida. That's state. true. That's true. They still Johnson, need an edge. Yeah. I think this could be Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. that he's, he's without question, at least better based on the betting market to uh, draft position. He is the biggest faller in this draft for sure. And that would be a heck of a pick for the Jets here. It's got us at 15 offensive players, 10 defensive players. Eight of those are offensive linemen, four corners, four defensive linemen slash edges. And Gil, just one safety so far. Why no? That's just why I bring it up. one safety That's so why I bring far. it up. That's one I expected to lose. And now it's getting interesting. Uh, what I was bringing up before we uh, mm-hmm. before the Jets made that trade, Mike, is, is off air we were talking about you know, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, kid, you know, quarterback at Liberty who, you know, let's face it. When the college football season ended, it wasn't as if Malik Willis was top of mind as a, as a high quarterback prospect. Mm-hmm. And as the draft buzz surged from January to April, at one point he was mocked at number two overall to the lions. And now in the end, Malik Willis falling to the, latter stages of the first round at best. And you got to feel for a kid like that. Yeah, you do. Because how irresponsible is that to, to mock somebody to at two like that? I mean, uh, I know there's so much misinformation out there, but uh, you, you have to have an agent to kind of handle all that. Certainly. But uh, here's a kid that, you know, I, I think there's some upside there, but he still needs some work. 
uh, which you're suggesting that you're going to draft somebody two overall. Yeah. You're just saying, okay, he doesn't need work, right? But uh, it's it's hard for players or athletes to go through this situation. I hate to see it, um, but it's the it's the nature of the beast, though. On the other hand, maybe in long term it's better off, right? Right. Instead of having the pressure that goes with two. Um, I, it depends on how he handles it. Yeah. You know, he could he could handle it the wrong way or the other way in terms of I should have been a second overall pick, mm-hmm. uh, and then never push himself or, or motivate himself to be the player that he needs to be, or or it could motivate him light a fire. As we go to break, uh, Gil, if you were wondering if the Ravens consulted with Lamar Jackson before trading away. Yeah, I saw this too. <laughs> just, just the the WT, uh, you know, the, the just the three letters. A simple yeah. three-letter yeah. acronym yeah, yeah. tweet yeah. just came from, yeah. from Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Not thrilled with his wideout being traded. Uh, we'll find out who the Jets end up taking at 26. Sveason's Draft Betcast. This spring, the VEASAN experts are giving you the complete betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, you can get access to everything we have to offer through July for only $59. The VEASAN experts are analyzing every playoff game, along with daily coverage of big, along with daily coverage of big, along with daily coverage of big, along with daily. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 